What are those priceless gifts that money can't buy? Well, I can tell you one of the first is the gift of time, creating memories with your children. The next priceless gift is teaching your child the value of spending time with God. In the novel, A Few Minutes with God, written for children and teens, the story unfolds about a struggling family and the gift of hearing God and the outcome, which is a wonderful blessing from the Lord. Your children will want to pray and spend time listening to God after reading this book. Visit MediaAngels.com for more information. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Do you want a more intimate walk with God? Are you tired of trying to hear God and hearing only silence? Each week, your host, Felice Skirwitz, is prepared to inspire you and equip you on your journey towards deepening your relationship with God. Listen, hear, and follow the Lord's will in your life, and you will be blessed. Hi and welcome. My name is Felice Skirwitz, and this is an episode of A Few Minutes with God. Today, we are going to talk about the sign of God's love Let me ask you, do you think that Christians act any different than non-believers? If not, how can we see the sign of God's love in them? Truthfully, we can't. So in this episode, we're going to explore the idea that God's love is all around us and within us. And if we have ears to hear and eyes to see, we will be amazed at what we'll find. Please check out my website at MediaAngels.com. You will find some books and products that I think you might enjoy. Well, friends, being a Christian means giving something up, right? I mean, all the sacrifice and for what? The possibility of eternity with God? Who is God and why should I care? Well, that's what it looks like from the outside. And when we act just like everyone else in dress, in word, and in deed, We can see that professing to be a Christian alone is not enough. So many times people look at us and want to make an example of us, and we fall short, way short. Our pastor once told us that he was with a group of people that he really held in high esteem, and they started telling these nasty jokes, and he couldn't believe it, and he just walked away. And he said, instead of these people being embarrassed They started teasing him and telling him he couldn't take it. And basically, when we have lost that sense and awe of God, and when we have decided that we will embrace everything that is part of the secular society, we won't be able to see the difference between Christians and non-Christians. And often we wonder why the churches stand empty. And a lot of it is because people go in expecting something from the pastor or from the church that they're not willing to give to God. What do we expect from Almighty God, creator of the heavens and earth? And also, what do we expect from ourselves? When we only look for signs and wonders but miss the obvious love of God that is right in front of us, then we are going to miss the greatest blessing in our life. The very fact that you're listening to this, the fact that you exist is a sign of God's love. 
God has willed for you to be on this earth during this time. The people God has brought into your life, the lifestyle you live, and I'm not talking about extravagance here. I'm talking about the warm bed, the food, the clean water, a place to call home. I'm talking about the way that things, no matter how horrible at times in our lives, seem to work out at the end. There was a saying that death and taxes are the two things that we are told we can do nothing about, but the most important thing in our lives is the one we neglect the most. Many people are searching for love because the Almighty has created with us, within us, this searching for love. And where do we seek this love? Well, we seek it in the wrong places. We, if you search for love and the sale of love in the sense of movies and books, it's big money. And because we are seeking a love that can never quench the fire in our hearts, we will continue to look because something is missing. The Lord our God has given us the greatest gift, and that is deep within us. It is to know, love, and serve the Lord. That is something that every Christian school kid was taught at an early age, and Catholics especially memorized it. I know I did in the catechism. We were quizzed on this. And how many of us memorize Bible verses and we can quote chapter and verse? But we have this head knowledge, but is it in our heart? Do you really understand this gift as a sign of God's love? If we know God, if we trust that his love is never-ending, and if we serve the one true God that made heaven and earth, and that gave us his only begotten son in selfless love to take on our sins and die for us so that we could have eternal life. And for many of us, it's not enough. God also gave us his Holy Spirit so that we could actually feel that love of God. If we do this, if we we spend our time with God, if we pray, and if we get into that sense that this world is temporary and we should seek the eternal. Of course we have to live our lives. Of course we have to work. Of course we have to do the things that we have to do. But how are we living our lives? Are we living it well? Are we living it with an eye to the next world? We know things about God. We know God's love and about God's love intellectually. We know that there's hope and power in the love of God by the very fact that he gave us his son who died for us, not for our neighbor, not for that sinful person you see on TV, no, for us. And if we can personalize this love of God, we will have a new insight into his love for us. But daily we struggle. Many times we look for the sign of God's love. Lord, I need this or that. Can you please? Lord, are you listening? And when we think we don't hear him or we're not given what we need, we feel like we've been abandoned. Is it bad to ask for a sign? You know, Lord, help me find a parking spot. How many times have I done that? And I'm sure you have too. And then we end up parking far away. Does that mean God doesn't love us? Or how about the time when you really needed the parking spot? And you were able to find it. Does that mean he loves you better that time or that moment? We don't know the mind of God. All we know is that he is love. The Old Testament is filled with the signs of God's love and his just judgment. And the same with the New Testament. 
God showed us in John 10, 31-42 that it was important that we could see in him the Father's love because of the works he performed. Let me read the passage to you. The Jews picked up stones about to stone him, and Jesus answered them, I showed you many good works from the Father, for which of them are you stoning me? And the Jews answered him, For a good work we do not stone you, but for blasphemy, and because you, being a man, made yourself out to be God. And Jesus answered them, Has it not been written in your law? I said you are God's, and if he called them God's to whom the word of God came, and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him who the Father sanctified and sent into the world, you are blaspheming? Because I said, I am the Son of God. If I do not do the works of my Father, do not believe me. But if I do them, though you do not believe me, believe the works, so that you may know and understand that the Father is in me, and I in the Father. Therefore, they were seeking again to seize him, and he eluded their grasp. And he went away again and beyond the Jordan to the place where John was first baptizing. He was staying there, and many came to him and were saying, Well, John performed no sign, yet everything John said about this man was true. And many believed in him there. Are we like the Jews? Are we like the people that had God? Right there in their midst, they had Jesus in the flesh. He was performing the signs of the Father, the miracles. He was healing people. He was curing the lame, the sick. And they said, yeah, we see those signs, but that's not why we're stoning you. It's because you say you're God. What a contradiction. The truth is that even if the Almighty came down from heaven and showed us the world, showed us and the world signs and wonders, Many would just say, oh, it can't really be him. What about us? How many things have you seen in your life that would be considered miraculous? Maybe you haven't seen someone healed, but I'm sure you've had an answered prayer that you never thought would be answered. We've all heard about atheistic doctors in the ER who have witnessed someone dead who has come back to life. And while they did not deny that it was a miracle, they did deny that it was by God. And of course, some did convert because this miracle was enough that they realized that it had to be, it had to be God. The only thing that is blocking the love of God and the sign of God's love in our lives is us. God is waiting with open arms. He always has been, but we're too busy. So even if there is a miraculous happening all around us, We will not see it or appreciate it or call it what it is, God's love for us. The truth is we equate the love of God with getting what we want and our answers and our prayers really are contingent upon that. You know, please God, I need this or that. But to see the hand of God and his love clearly and the only way that we really see this clearly is when we are upset or when we're having a hard time or in a time of persecution. Read Isaiah. If you want to see an inkling of what's happening today, just go back and read the book of Isaiah. Only during a time of persecution will we clearly see. When we look into the face of evil, and sadly, we don't have to look far for that. It's all around us. 
we will clearly understand that evil is devoid of love. I heard a pastor recently that said the opposite of evil is not God. God is so much greater than evil, but the opposite of evil is love. Evil is ugly. Evil is lies. Evil wants to condemn and even kill. God is beauty. Look at the world around us to see the beauty of God. God is truth. God wants us to be redeemed. And God wants us to live with him forever in his kingdom. When we look at salvation history, which is the story of the Bible, the beginning of creation to the end in Revelation, it shows us that during certain times where there was extreme persecution, there was an abundance of grace and the hand of the Almighty Father was upon the people. You know, we look around the world today, I was hearing about churches being torn down, about people not going to church, and we can see terrible persecutions all over the world. Well, back then, temples were being destroyed, and the faith of those who truly believed were being persecuted. They were being put to death. And the oppression that was happening then, not only is happening here, but all over the world. And we may think we can do nothing about it, but friends, we can. We can pray. And that's what the people did. They cried out to God. I believe God's hand is going to be shown and evil will not triumph. I am sure of this. It's like reading the best story you've ever read in in your life and knowing the ending. Spoiler alert, God wins. Let's pray. And as we pray, I want you to think about these words and make them your own. Almighty God and Father, creator of heaven and earth, I pray that you give me an infilling of the Holy Spirit, an abundance of your love and grace and joy. I ask you, my Father, that you fill me to overflowing. I ask that you give me the grace to say yes when all I want to do is say no. Do not abandon me in my time of need. I ask that you help me to see your love and to give this love to others who are hurting and in need. And I ask, God, that you hear my prayers and answer these prayers if it is in accordance to your holy will. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to the podcast, A Few Minutes with God. Please visit Fleece on our website, a few minutes with God.com and your podcast page on a few minutes with God podcast.com. There you will find the show notes for today's episode. This podcast is a production of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network.